To another edition of the EDBC podcast. We are taping this on a Tuesday morning at 9 30. Uh, no, we didn't wait for Monday Night Football. We we're waiting for Brian's voice to come back. Yeah. Brian, be honest. Was it because you were screaming at the television Friday and Saturday? Yes or no? No, it wasn't. Oh, you um, sound awful. God. Thank you. Sound good. Feel good. Feel good. It's better to no, better sound good than to feel good. No, it wasn't uh, that at all. Just uh, you probably got me sick. You said you had a cold last week. It somehow probably transferred through to me through some. Uh, no, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Scratch that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's get right to it, buddy. We had a good NFL weekend, but we got to start with your Mets. Listen, the Mets are going to the playoffs. No ifs and buts about that. They still are an outside chance to win the division. They got to have some crazy things happen this week, but. Uh, you can't be happy with the way your team ended uh, the weekend against the arch enemy Atlanta Braves, correct? No. Um, and I got a lot of thoughts on this, as many Mets fans do. And let's start up front with something, because this weekend was a disaster. They had to go to Atlanta, down to Atlanta, where they had to win one game. They've had nightmares going to Atlanta, going back to the late 90s when there were playoff scenarios on the line. Had to win one game out of the three games in Atlanta to control their own destiny. But before I get to this weekend, let me say this, this, this collapse. And that's what it is. I know they won 98 games. I know they've clinched at least a wild card and they're going to play in the playoffs. That's all true, but they were in first place for pretty much the, for like 175 games this year or whatever it is, not 175, 175 days, days, not games, games, days. Um, This, collapse and i'm still calling it collapse playoffs or no playoffs has been happening all month yep as we got into september and left august behind what myself and many met fans heard and read and it was true easy schedule was that the mets had the easiest remaining schedule of any team in baseball playing the nationals playing the cubs playing the pirates and they went six and eight against those teams at home. If they had gone eight and six, still not great. compared When you look at the Mets record compared to those other teams' records, this weekend in Atlanta would not have made, would not have mattered nearly as much. Yeah. This was the cherry on top of a disappointment of a Sunday that started right around Labor Day for this team. And if you're an old Mets guy like me, you'd love to think that, you know, new ownership, new management obviously new players from the years past but this and again i know 98 games they may win 100 games which would be a hell of a mark and they're going to go to the playoffs they're going to host a playoff series but this is same old mets in this weekend they look and the braves have been a phenomenal team since june this weekend had the mets taken care of business in the weeks prior to this weekend would have been about the Braves going, man, we played our, we were outstanding since June. If we had not, had we just not, they would have, it should have been about the Braves kicking themselves for getting off to such a terrible start in April and May, you know, wasting all that time that having come back to bite them in the ass. But the Mets saved them that second guessing, saved from them having to think that way because now the Braves are going to repeat as division champions again. And their road to repeating as World Series champions is much easier. For the Mets, it's much harder. They've got a, they're going to probably host a Padres team that's a very good 
very good team, a very good lineup. Then they have to play the Dodgers. And if they get through all that, Eric. Play the Braves. They got to play the Braves. Yeah. They should be sitting at home this weekend, resting up. This is an older, as this is an older team. Yeah. And again, it's the same old Mets because the Braves played great. Good for the Braves. It's the same old Mets because it's they don't, there's just they don't, there's no energy, there's no nothing, and the big guys failed you. Quite frankly, if it hadn't been for Eduardo Escobar in September, they might have been, you know, they might have not even the race might have clinched already before the weekend. Yeah. I mean, this weekend when they and the Mets were so smart, they were smart, Eric. They set up the pitching rotation perfectly. You got DeGrom going on Friday, you got Scherzer going on Saturday, you got Bassett, who I know is not the same league as those guys, but a really good number three starter. Going on Sunday, after you would think, well, we probably at least won one of the games, Scherzer game or the DeGrom game. All three came up empty. Yeah, I know DeGrom had 11 strikeouts. I don't care. I don't care. Don't give up three home runs. Don't give up three home runs. Scherzer was bad on Saturday. DeGrom, uh, Bassett was useless on Sunday. Couldn't pitch it. Couldn't couldn't find the strike zone. And when he was, he was serving up gophers. And the lineup, okay. Lindor. Nothing. Alonzo, nothing. The rest of those, and then, you know, this, the DH problem that plagued them since midseason, nothing changed. I felt bad for Francisco Alvarez, this 20-year-old kid, this phenom, and they're throwing him up here. Made no this, sense. Made no sense. And making <clears throat> and put, and putting him in. He, he had no clue up there. He was not ready. He was swinging at everything. Should have brought him up two weeks ago. And then Buck, who I love Buck. I mean, Buck had a, I mean, Buck had a Friday night that you want to forget. I mean, that was, he was a disaster Friday night. You know, he's got to, you know, he's, he's got to, you know, he can't pitch it for Alvarez in that game late Friday night when he had Vogel's Vogel back sitting there. I'm like, I'm getting too inside baseball, but even Buck was just, you know, I, I just mentioned the players, Buck, terrible, terrible job this weekend. Kyler McGill. No, 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 Kyler McGill. I don't care if he's your closer in these games. If you got to bring him in the sixth inning, just to keep, you know, keep the storm waves from going over the seawall. You get your freaking Diaz in there. I don't want to see Tyler McGill. What, you're not supposed to experiment. It was just, it was, I mean, it was a disaster. It was just everything about guys like you laughing at us old. That's it. You're right. I can't say anything because this weekend and this month, but this weekend was the cherry on the S word Sunday was same old Mets. That's, that's it. All right, I'm gonna drink, drink some water, get a little tea, whatever you gotta do there. Uh, listen, I, I I felt bad for you this weekend, Brian. Oh, I, I don't want your friggin' pity. That it makes it worse, you bastard. <laughs> the thing, the no, I was felt uh, bad Friday for night, me. Friday night we had high school football, so I come back and you know, see Degrom give up, you know, solo homers and great stuff. But the other thing too is, again, there's a lot of the season left, so let's. Back it up a little bit. Oh, like, please. San Diego, then you go play the Dodgers. Anything I don't think the Dodgers are great. The, they're offensively great. The Mets offense, I mean, their run differential, if you look at it, it's kind of mediocre for the It top. is mediocre. Um, and their their offense failed them. They could not get a big hit. They get what they get all singles this weekend, no extra base hits. I mean four extra base hits. Four extra base hits. Uh and the idea of experimenting with with a rookie, a twenty year old kid. I mean, you should have brought him up three weeks ago to see what you. Oh, had. it was a disgrace. Uh, it was it was desperation well, not because exactly Babe Ruth either, though. You, you know, it's desperation because, and we haven't. I didn't even get to this part during my rant. Is what we said what we said if the Mets win, however far the Mets go, the Mets actually get to a World Series 
it will be done not because of, but in spite of what happened at the trade deadline, where they did nothing. They didn't. Daniel, I mean, what Darren Ruff? I mean that that's that's or that gets a red circle on Billy Upler's resume. He's been here a year, so he's got a little time to breathe. And he, you know, the guy he's liked by the ownership. But I mean, a couple more of those. That's how G- you make a couple more of those Darren Ruff trades. That's how GMs get fired. J.D. Davis and uh, Don Smith looking pretty good right now. And I don't even care about J.D. Davis. I'm glad he's having some. I mean, do you think this weekend or this month was going to be saved if they still had J.D. frickin' Davis? Oh, give me a – please, give me a break. And you know, the other he's doing his job at the trade deadline, and it filtered down. So I got to watch, you know, Vogelbach, who – you know, I like Vogelbach. I shouldn't say this, but I got up this poor friggin' rookie who might be a great player. He's one of the top prospects in baseball. Lose my voice again. He was overmatched. Completely unfair. Completely unfair. He was overmatched this weekend. You got big time relievers coming in. We don't have to get into the minutiae, as you said about Buck, but some of the decisions. I heard some Mets fans saying that. Listen, the first time he hit in six inning or whatever it was on Friday night, I I get that. But to put that kid up in the ninth inning when you got someone made no sense. I mean, inexcusable. And I, and I get too. It's like, oh, we want to see the kid. Hey, if the kid got a hit, Met fans would have been through the roof, though. That's the other thing, because then you would have been talking about him going to the Hall of Fame. That's so, wonderful. But what were the chances of that happening? Realistically, yeah. what was that? Especially that's after desperation. What you saw, pipe you saw earlier. 100%. Yeah, he was. He just, you know, you can't help but feel pressure. He's twenty years old. When I was twenty years old, I could barely figure out how to like run a washing machine. Jesus, higher shoes. Jiminy Christmas. And listen, this is a, for a podcast after the season, but. This Mets team, by the way, is built to win right now. Which is why I keep going back. You can't sit in your, you know what, on the trade deadline, the trade deadline. You got a you got a 38-year-old pitcher in Scherzer. You got DeGrom, who reportedly wants out, is going to opt out of his deal, and he's no, you're going to give give him $45 million a year for three years? I got to say this, want. too, about DeGrom, DeGrom opting out, which he, he, that's, that's fine to do, opting out. You want to go somewhere else. Listen, you, we all would love to have the choice to go, you know, work we should all be so lucky to go work and live where we want to, 100%. especially if we, especially if we've earned that through years of service. But it, it's gonna make me a little. It's gonna bother me a little bit considering how much money. I don't know now. His contract looks like a bargain, all things considered. It's gonna piss me off a little bit considering how much money he's made the last few years, while the majority of that time he was making money not pitching. And then he wants you want to go, and now he wants to leave. Yeah, that kind of pisses me off. Hundred percent. Get to blank this, please. No, hundred percent. Uh, we'll switch gears for a second because hope we'll listen. Hopefully, the next podcast we do, the Mets will be advancing to play the Dodgers in the next round of the playoffs. And I'll sound Dodgers better. will not be easy though. I'll give you that. Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, uh, what's the other guy? The third pitcher. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I don't know, but the lineup: Machado, Juan Soto, who yeah. always kills the Mets when he was in Washington. That'll be a lot of fun. You got all three games at home though. Looking forward so, to that. Again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Here's the other thing. Let me ask this real question before we switch gears. You win Friday night. Do you hold off Scherzer and pitch and only pitch him if you need him on game three? I, I got to tell you, Eric, my, my, my level of concern about that right now, I could care less. Talk to me on Saturday morning. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk and dodge the question. I just, I don't care. Um, you know, you're seeing all games at Shea, um, Shea, at City Field, all three yeah. games, if they go three games. You mean the same place where the Mets got swept by the bottom feeding Cubs and lost two out of three to the 104 lost Nationals? Pardon me if I'm not bringing with confidence that they have all three playoff games in that round at home. And again, folks, Brian made his daughter's Mets fans. He didn't have to. I did not. I told them. I said, listen, that's cool if you want to get into it. But most of the time it sucks. 
My dad walked around with orange and blue. That's what they every now for. every ten or fifteen years. Two thousand fifteen was fun. I know they lost in the World Series. That was a fun team. You actually, that actually what was never same old Mets. They did all the things right except they the wheels fell off in the World Series. That's like once every twenty years that happens. So get ready for it. Yep. Or just, you know, don't even follow sports. I wish I had sometimes I wish I wasn't a sports fan. I, I should have just pursued my dream of uh, uh, following interpretive dance. Alas. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got across town. The Yankees are yeah. wrapping up the season in Texas. The games don't mean a thing. Yankees are the top seed. They'll be home. The uh, second seed needs to play their first round playoff games uh, at Yankee Stadium next week. Yankees, the only storyline to really look for, a couple of them, uh, we'll start with Judge, has not A couple of them. There's one storyline. Well, no, there's two as you go into the playoffs. Okay. The Yankees' bullpen is a shambles right now. Nobody cares about the Yankees' bullpen right now. Well, if you're a Yankee You fan, guys care. But yeah, on the national yeah. right now, the rest of baseball and the sports world, and I don't mm. think the sports world, I think a lot of the sports world doesn't give a you-know-what. Uh, uh-uh. Judging by the vitriol I was reading from college football fans on social media on Saturday, like, get this baseball off my TV. I'm trying to watch the Auburn game. Oh, I know. Jesus. Um, Judge, he's, he's only has one home run in his last, I think it was like 50 at bats or something like that. Like two games I, left, my friend. Is he going to do it or is he going to sit on 61? Here, here's the thing, and I didn't realize this. I think he's played in like 49 straight games. And That's I hammered him. the Yankees, and so have you over the past, about resting him at inopportune times. I'm stunned. That, that he's played that many games in a row. Uh, I'm I don't know surprised, but I'm not stunned. He's played a double. He'll play a double header today in Texas. Um, listen, I don't know. I, I'm not wrapped up in it to be 100. percent To be, I wanted him to get 61 to tie Maris. It'd be great if he gets 62, but I'm this not. Nice. Eric, Eric, no, that's not true. Eric, Eric, Eric's a little wrapped up in it, folks. Yeah, exactly. he's a little wrapped up in it. I'm not. So wait, how many games do you have left? Do you have three now? Two. So just a double header today. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Sports day for the Yankees. Can Judge do it? Will the pressure get to him? Actually, do they have three left? Let me check. They play a doubleheader today. Um, He could be coming down to the last. These could be the last three regular season games that we see Aaron Judge as a New York Yankee. Yeah. No, they do play Wednesday. Pardon me. So they got three left. Not to say he – now, again, that's not to say he might not be playing baseball in New York City tomorrow next season. Just might not be with the Yankees. That's, <laughs> again, if that what gets you through the night as a Met fan, whatever whatever it turns you on. Hey, if I'm Steve Cohen and this team collapses, I'm telling telling the judge you're gonna if you could play for someone else, you're gonna have to play for less. Because hey, listen, gonna, going back, to I'm gonna time. outbid you. I'm gonna outbid every other team. I don't care about the luxury tax. So okay. if you don't want to play here, you're taking less money. Half your team are free That's agents anyway. Half your team yeah. are free agents. So I mean, you got a lot of big decisions to make, but. Uh, anyway, so there's, there's been some clarifications since then. Did you watch the Yankee game at all last night when Severino threw a no hitter through seven and then came out to the dugout and him and Boone got into it? Did you see that? I didn't see that. I read about it. I didn't see it. I was not really. I watched the Yankees a little bit. I was looking at that terrible, like weird. I guess it's a fake turf field at the new Astro at the new Rangers Stadium. Yes. And I got bored and I watched uh, Monday Night Football. So here's a, a, just another inside baseball thing. We got to take a break after this, but. Uh, Inside baseball thing is, I was furious because Severino's walking off the mound, and you know that Boone is going to be waiting for him at the top step. And yes, mm-hmm. goes to commercial. SNY does a great job of kind of letting the moment breathe a little bit. Yeah, they sort and of pick their spots. They've had and they've missed some. They've missed some pitches coming back late from commercial, but right, you knew it was coming. Yes, did a good job when they came back from the break. They showed the entire thing, but Boone basically put both his hands on his shoulders and said, "I'm taking out." And Severino didn't want to hear it. He wouldn't even look him in the eye. He kept he said no, no, 
no. And and he's and Boone Bay said, I can't let you go back out there. I can't. He threw 90 pitches. You know, Severino's had a bunch of shoulder and arm issues over the past couple of years. So I I I wasn't upset about it. And like Boone said, if he was gonna try and throw a no hitter, it would probably have been 125. So again, the yeah. world has changed in a perfect world. We'd love to have seen him throw the no hitter. But Boone took him out afterwards. Severino in post game said he was fine, but he was pissed. If Severino's going to throw like that, topping out at 100 miles an hour in his last pitch in the seventh, the Yankee starters would be bullpen. Well, again, yeah, and again, I'm I didn't make, mean to make light of the New York Yankees bullpen situation because that very well could uh, curb their best laid plans for the weeks mm-hmm. ahead. But we we shall see. Mm-hmm. All right, Red Sox just finished out the string. We don't have to waste any time on them no. again. So the Mets play the Nationals this week. Most likely hosting a playoff game in the wild card on Friday night, Saturday, and possibly Sunday. Yankees will start their series next Tuesday in the Bronx. There you go. Marvelous. Up on baseball. All right, we're going to take a quick time out. Brian's going to try and get through this read. Brian. Yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, folks, there's just a lot of people down in Florida that have been, you know, still dealing, thousands of people still dealing with the after effects, the devastating after effects of Hurricane Ian. You can help. Just go into redcross.org. Redcross.org. You'll see plenty of places where, where areas where you can help. Financial gift, find out how to get blood, lots of ways to help out. So remember, if you can, go to redcross.org and see if you can help out with the folks down in Florida after the devastating effects of Hurricane Ian. All right, let's move on and let's talk about something we talk about a lot here on this podcast. It's, you know, shopping from home. Eric and I are very busy. And our wives, for the most part, are very busy. At least that's what I'm told. Instacart's great. I mean, they can make your shopping so easy because you don't have to leave your house. Instacart Plus is another great new program. It used to be called Instacart Express Membership Program. Now it's known as Instacart Plus. I think the new name's better. Here's what happens. For $9.99 a month or $99 a year, a membership pays for itself. This is how new family accounts and family cards. Instacart Plus members can share all the benefits with other family members for free, and households can add items up to a shared cart, shop together. That's awesome. You can shop together as a family without actually going to the store with your family. I love it. Free delivery on any order over 35 bucks, 5% credit back on eligible pickup orders, reduced service fees on every order, and there's other perks like this. Mileage bonus points from Delta with every dollar spent. Paying exclusive benefits for Chase card members. So remember, I mean, that's a lot there. What more do you need, especially if you need to shop for home and you got a family? Instacart.com. Go to it right now and f- click on the link. You'll see it for Instacart Plus and sign up today. Shop from home and save with Instacart. All right, so let's talk about the NFL real quick. Jets and Giants had another nice weekend. Jets get a nice win on the road at Pittsburgh. Nice that's win. A game, that's a game they never win. Uh, I only nope. caught bits and pieces of it. I was in Boston at a hockey tournament. I didn't get to see. Uh, I got to see actually the final drive of the game of the Jets uh, winning. Um, Zach Wilson looked good. He's running for his life a little bit early in the game, from what I understand. The offensive line is a little messed up. Yeah, Giants get a a nice win. Another thing I like about the Giants is Dable knows what he has, and he's just keeping things simple, running Saquon Barkley, not letting Daniel Jones. I mean, someone made a great point. Remember this time last year, Brian? We had a head coach for the Giants who was running quarterback sneaks into the line and punting the ball away. Oh, yeah. That was was his idea of good football. So, yeah. That alone is uh, not, it's a huge upgrade. And, and I saw a little bit of this game. Um, <clears throat> look, you know, these teams are great. I'm sorry. The giants are three one. They're not a very good team. No, not but the head coach, the head coach knows that he knows, you know, he's probably going to need a new quarterback, but he was smart. Daniel Jones got hurt in this game. He has an ankle injury. He's questionable this week against the Packers in jolly old England. They're going to be in London this week, Eric. Oh, um, God. 
yeah, uh, crossed the pond. But Jones got hurt. Uh, their backup quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, had a concussion. No emergency quarterback, so they had to run a couple plays with um, Saquon Barkley and the Wildcat, and they literally just let Daniel Jones hand off. Daniel Jones, I think, ended up wound up with 71 yards passing. He had two rushing touchdowns, and Saquon had a, a day. He had 31 carries for, I think, a buck 40 and change. And, yeah, listen, Chicago's a bad team, and Fields, I was dead wrong about Fields. He's, he's not a good quarterback. He's not going to get – he's an awful quarterback. And his new coaches don't trust him, and I don't blame him. But yeah. the Giants, so it wasn't pretty. It doesn't, it's not, you know, but the Giants are three and one and a division that seems to be a little bit better than maybe we, the years past, except Washington still stinks. Uh, but three and one is three and one. And Dable, I really like Dable from my seat. I really like, him. you're yeah. right. He just, he knows what he's got. His team comes out, they're prepared. And I don't, they're not a playoff team. I don't think no. but he, he, he's looking game day, smart decisions, but you can also see his eyes, his eyes on the big picture. He wants to know what he has in players. So you know, yeah, and, it's and encouraging. Like about you try. You see so many teams that do this. You know, the whole uh, <clears throat> tanking or whatever. Right. Uh, he's trying to win games because that's part of the culture. You want these guys. You want to win at the same time. Right. You're trying to rebuild. So again, yeah, good job by good job by him. And how about the Patriots? Let's give the Patriots a little credit, man. They they went on the road to Green Bay with a backup quarterback uh, and then a third string quarterback and gave the Packers. I mean, I don't know if this is more of an indictment of the Packers. Or just that Belichick is a good coach and knows what he wanted. Be both. I, I I I think, and I'm not trying to be on the Patriots, although I love to do that any chance I get. Uh, looking at that game, and I watched a decent amount of it on Sunday. I think it was more an indictment of the Patricks. I know their the Pats backup quarterback Hoyer left early in the game with a concussion, so that running rookie. I just like to say his name, Bailey Zap. Yep, out of Western Kentucky. Hey, a Mike White school. There you go. Um, and they didn't really do much, but the Pats defense looked pretty good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threw a Daniel Jones-esque pick six. Um, yeah, and the Patriots lose in 27-24 overtime. If you're Bill Belichick and you've got six Lombardi rings on your finger, ain't no such thing as a moral victory, but yeah. you're one and three in a division that's pretty damn good Yeah, all of a sudden. As soon as Tom Brady leaves, the division becomes a great division. Go figure. Um, so I think I don't know what the Patriots have to have have to hang their hats on right now, especially if their quarterback's out for a while. But I think it's more an indictment of I don't know what the Packers are. And Aaron, there was a lot of Aaron Rodgers bitching and moaning and barking and cursing. A lot of that at the center. Game. Jesus, that's unbelievable. I know. And listen, I've heard some people say that the Packers are just going to need some time. They'll get better as the season goes along. They got a lot of inexperienced receivers. Yada yada yada. But yeah, he still makes great throws. Some of the throws he makes. They're insane. Uh, so Patriots lose 27-24. Your Cowboys get a win against the Commanders 25-10. Cooper Rush 4-0 as a starter for uh, the Cowboys and his NFL career. So I don't know when Dak's coming back, but things seem to be going in the right direction for Dallas. Yeah, good win for them. I mean, it was it was a, I watched all this game obviously and uh it was kind of it was really sluggish for most of the game. Um the Cowboys Cowboys had that sort of thing like it's a noontime kickoff in Dallas or Arlington. And a lot of Dallas one o'clock games, they come out like, oh man, we got to play at one. We got a noontime game. All right, I guess. And they sort of look sluggish. Yeah. Uh, but they put a game away late. Cooper Rush, and let's, I mean, I, he's doing a great job. And he might, you know, make some, he's going to make some money this offseason for whether he's in Dallas or someone maybe wants to give him a chance to be like a a, a, a rich man's Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, which he, you know, he's been really good. He, he, he has kept the engine running. 
doesn't make a lot of mistakes and he can make some big throws. Um, but yeah, that there, uh, this looks like Dak maybe Dak wants to play this week against the Rams, but more likely it's going to be two weeks from now on a Sunday night at the undefeated Eagles. And the only thing you can take away from this game is that Carson Wentz is still awful. And this Dallas defense, maybe I'm putting on my cowboy glasses here. This cow, this Dallas defense, little nasty, this is nasty defense. They get a little something, something. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know if Dan, I, I think Dan Quinn might be like a Wade. Uh, Phillips. Phillips, North Turner type guy. I don't know if he'd ever be. I don't know if he's going to be a great head coach again when he gets the, the opportunity. Guy's a hell of a defensive coordinator. I mean, this is a fun defense to watch. All the stuff they do and the way they move their guys around, and they got a lot of good players in that, that defense. And that brings me to two things, real quick. Let's do. I was going to do something else. Let's do the defense part of it. Okay. Talk about great defense. I got to tell you, man. I watched a lot of the Chiefs Bucks game on Sunday night just because I hadn't watched football all day. I was like I said, I was out of yep. town. Yeah, I had to do some. I just, I again, I, I guess you know the whole get off my lawn, yelling at the cloud, we're old men. But man, is can we play a little defense in the league? Watching that yeah. game, and the Buccaneers are supposedly one of the best defenses in football, and they gave up right. forty. And they gave up forty-one points. Well, here's the best defensive football. That defensive front is supposed to be – you can't run that defensive front. That's what the Cowboys – that's what I took away after the Cowboys couldn't run at all in week one. Well, you know, the Chiefs gashed him for like 170 yards on the ground. Yeah. I mean, listen, you got a great you got a great quarterback who you run play action, do all kinds of stuff. But I I guess I just pine for once in a while. Growing up on the LT Giants – Bears, even even the late Cowboys defenses, the Randy Whites and those guys, like can yep. we see a defense once in a while that the Ravens defense, the Ray Lewis defense, the, the league, I guess all the rules have been changed. We've gone down this a million times, but just once in a while. Can, and another thing, can we get a stop like at the end of the half or the end of the game? It just seems too easy for teams to just march right down. The field. Yeah. You know, you're saying this and I'm, 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 I'm to, Step off the Dallas defense for a minute. I'm wa- last night. I'm watching the Rams and the Niners. I'm sorry for my voice again, folks. Broadway. Awful game, by the way. I was uh, but I, I, but you know what? I mean, San Francisco again. Fundamentally, I mean, San Francisco's defense is still a bear. I mean, I don't if think I, Jimmy Jimmy G. I think has gotten worse. <laughs> uh, Debo Samuel, I friggin' love that guy. I'm like Drakeman. Drakeman, he's great. Big. Oh my goodness, I love watching Debo play football. But that defense is really good. And then so, I'm but watching. You're right, I'm the, watching but you're right. The good defenses are few and far between right now in the league. And I'm watching that game last night. I mean, Jalen Ramsey gets run over on a play. By the way, yep. terrible t- open field tackle. He wanted no part of that. Tackle. Made a business decision. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you get George Kittle getting a touchdown. He's on my fantasy team, so I was interested. But <laughs> and they show the replay. It wasn't even close. His foot was so far out of bounds, and the back judge is standing right there. I'm like, what is this guy watching? It was like. Yeah. I, I saw the replay. It was so egregious. And the guy stood there, had the direct line of seeing his foot going out of bounds. that delayed thing? He's like, I got to think about it for a minute. Yeah, oh it's a touchdown. God. I couldn't believe it. And I know. He, they didn't even go upstairs. They didn't have to take, take a timeout. They automatically, like within 30 seconds, said, like uh, 10 that's seconds. Yeah, I mean, geez, come on. Uh, oh and the other goodness. thing real quick is I'm so sick and tired, and we'll take a break after. All right. Of the analytics of all sports. The idea that John Harbaugh is going to tell me that the analytics told him going for a touchdown was a smart play, and we're an idiot for asking him about why he didn't go. And the game, folks, 2020, Bills-Ravens, which could be an AFC you know, championship game showdown. 2020 with four minutes to go, and they got a chip shot field goal. And instead Fourth and two. 
fourth and two. Yeah, and he decides to go for it and gets intercepted in the end zone. But the idea, he hasn't kicked the field goal. And then afterwards has the audacity to yell at the media for questioning him Mm because the analytics told him that a touchdown. And by the way, even if you score a touchdown, it doesn't guarantee you win. It just guarantees you don't lose because they they, they still have the other team go for a two-point conversion and winning. So I I just don't understand what. Yeah, I like Harbaugh and I really usually like the way he, you know, he usually makes decisions that I like, you know, me sometimes out of the box. He's a great coach. Yeah, no, I and I screwed it up a minute ago. It was fourth and goal from the three. Yeah. And, you know, now it should have worked because Lamar had a guy to his left that was wide open and Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, and he just kept going back and back and back. And I was going to say, when you go back 15 yards and throw the ball, you're kind of you, you screwed. But yeah, 100%, like just kick the field goal there. You had a 20 to three lead. Buffalo was hot. Yeah, they 20 to 20. So why you think your defense isn't going to at least keep them from getting a field goal if you don't get in? I don't know. Plus, the weather sucked. It was raining on a grass field. Wet ball. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. So, anyway. Again, Harbaugh's got some rings, so he gets the benefit of that, but that was just a weird thing. And that's now two. We, you know, the Ravens, who a lot of people, myself too, liked a lot. I liked them to win that division and maybe be a Super Bowl team. Two terrible big leads blown at home the last three weeks Miami and now Buffalo. Yep, 100%. All right, we're going to take one more time out, and then we come back. Brian's got a uh, birthday list. We can talk about all kinds of fun stuff coming up here on the EDBC podcast. He's going to try to get through it. He's fighting tough today. Fighting tough. On I am. I'm, I'm playing. I'm you know playing through it, man. Playing through pain. Hey, listen. You, if you love the EDBC podcast, or you have questions, or you have some suggestions, you love the birthday birthday game. Don't forget to don't forget to give us a shout out. You can email us at edbcpodcast at gmail.com. That's edbcpodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, critiques, nasty, nasty comments. I don't care. No, you know, we, we love the pub. So yeah, edbcpodcast at gmail.com. All right, now let's talk about all as well. Good night's sleep, especially important this time of year. There's a lot going on, and all as well believes in the power of good night's sleep. They feature products that have innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support for all your mattress needs. And they do this all without deflating your wallet. The Allswell mattress features hybrid mattress technology, combines the best of both worlds, memory foam and individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress and the result is the Allswell Queen. A queen mattress, it starts at 345 bucks. Nice price for a queen size mattress, 345 bucks. Plus, you get free shipping, a 10-year limited warranty, and a 100-night risk-free trial. That's awesome. Here's another way to save. You know you know how to find our EZBC podcast, iTunes, Apple Music, the Odyssey app, Spotify, any one of them. They're all terrific. Click on any one of our episodes. You'll see a link to allswellhome.com. Click on one of the, that link. Start shopping at allswellhome.com. Get 15% off your total order. Yeah, 15% off just by click, clicking a little link. So shop today and use that link. Come on, give us a little love. And remember, sleep well and save well with all All right, Brian's got a long birthday list. One person he left off there, probably because we've done them every year. That's the yeah, Tommy, there's a couple of repeats. Tommy Lee turned 60. Yes. Well, I didn't leave him off on purpose. I saw him at a Foo Fighters tribute the other day for uh, Taylor Hawkins. They were doing right. something somewhere. And uh, what it was a great, great show, long list of great artists. And there he is playing the drum kit, Molly Crew doing some songs. Vince Neil wasn't there, but Tommy Lee was there. And so was the Nikki Six and Nick Mars. But Tommy mm-hmm. Lee, 60 years young, sitting at the drum set in front of his kit with no shirt on. <laughs> of course. Just, it just cracked me up, man. 60 years old. He'll, he'll bury us all. Yeah, God bless him. Him and Keith. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, there you go. All right. 
Let's start us off with your birthday list, Brian. You got one, two, three, four, five of them. Let's knock it out. Yeah, like this first one. Um, I didn't know he was still alive, by the way. Neither did I. That's why he's on the list, Eric. I thought he passed away like 20 years ago. Yeah. I didn't thought he'd be older. Let's do the tw- chubby checker. Oh, my voice went up there. So, Let's do the twist, babe. B.B. King's old joke was he used to say you go to airports and people are like, B.B. King, I didn't know you were still alive. And I thought the same exact thing about Chubby Checker. I have no idea how old he is. I'm just going to guess and see if he's He's 81. Wow, I thought he was a lot older than that. He was a 50 sensation with twist and all that. Wow. When he record, right. what, what, is he seven when he recorded that song? They're 81. That's light to me. All right. Jeez. All right, but I just go next? by the research. Uh, yeah. Actress who... I know, been around, big deal in the 80s, a lot of movies in the 80s, Bull Durham, if you know that kind of crap, Thelma and Louise, talking about Susan Sarandon. I'm going to say she's 72. You're a little off. She is 76. Wow. All right. I, thought maybe, I, thought, yeah. I thought maybe the other way. Jeez. No. Wow. All right. Oh, man. Happy birthday, Woo. Sue. Yeah. Big Rangers fan. New uh, York Rangers fan. All right. Uh, rocker. Sting. You know, I haven't seen this anywhere on social media. When's his actual birthday? Was it? Is it a head that, uh, coming up this week? No, I haven't it's seen like, anywhere. It was like uh, this Saturday, I believe. Whatever day the second was. Oh, Sting. He's another one's right around that same age. I'm going to guess he's uh, 71. Nice. Is that real? How about that? There you go. Love, love the police. Love the police. Love the police. Never saw Sting in concert. Heard he puts on a great show. I wouldn't mind seeing him, but. Uh, I, yeah, I echo those com. I echo those thoughts uh, exactly. All right, next. All right, Go ahead. Um, another one. You know, she's in a couple of our favorites, Goodfellas and The Sopranos. Uh, Lorraine Bracco, actress Lorraine Bracco. Man, this was a tough one too. Uh, mm. This one's a little funky. I mean, man, that's. I'm gonna be. I'm just gonna play. Uh, this is gonna take a nice, safe guess and say seventy. That's not a bad guess because you're like thinking like, how old was she when Goodfellas? You know, exactly. 1990. How old was she? Hard to tell. She's 68. All right, so I'm in the ballpark. And last but not least, to get you through this with your voice on its final strings here, what do you got? Uh, I don't even know. I mean, she's famous because she's on this Regis thing forever. Uh, I it seems like she's been around forever, but I don't know why. Kelly Ripa, big Regis, Kathy Lee, I guess you know, the, Kathy the Lee, then Kelly. Kelly and some other she was in the news this week because she mentioned something about some difficult days working. What it was like to work with Regis. The, the headline was kind of insinuating she was saying some bad things about him. But oh, please! She, she, she was lucky to even set the same stage with that guy. Exactly, Kelly Ripa. Regis, with some respect. I'm gonna say she's 50. Good guess. I would have thought that too, but she's a little little older than us, so I feel good about myself. She just turned 52. All right. Still in the plus so minus. So Chubby Checker was the only one I was way off on, and I had no clue. So yeah, I would never have guessed that either. If I had, if I had read he was ninety four, I would have said that checks out. All right. So final thing is you're a little sick, and I'm a little cranky. And I'll tell you why. So yesterday started this little fasting and feasting thing. This little uh, program trying to get myself into a little shape. Okay. Sixteen hours without eating, and then eight hours you can kind of eat whatever you want. Right? Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, I'm familiar with this. Yep. So this is day two of the 16 hour, and I haven't had anything to eat since six o'clock last night. So okay. we taped this at 10 o'clock on uh, Tuesday morning. So I'll keep you posted, Brian. Something to keep your uh, something to keep your eye on over the next couple of weeks. See if I can stick with this. Oh, this is tremendous. Keep us updated on Twitter, social 16 media. 16 hours. 
and you know what? Hours. You know what I found is I came home last night after watching my daughter's field hockey team win their game three two over rival Westbrook last night. Nice job. I, I came home and you know you realize you eat more just out of boredom than anything else. I wasn't yeah. hungry and I knew I couldn't eat, but the idea that my it kids were around going in the pantry grabbing pretzels or ice cream or whatever, I'm like, I'm not even hungry. But knowing that I couldn't do it is half the battle. So we're on our way, as they say. Well, See. I applaud you for the effort, and we'll keep us updated. Hope it works for you. I'll keep sending you the uh, shirtless photos so you can so you can keep measurements on me, all right? So in other in other words, just the usual routine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Usual routine. All right. Terrific. All right. Feel better, my friend. That'll do Thank it for this you. edition of the EDBC podcast. Hopefully, Brian's Mets. Listen, folks. If you if you listen to this podcast and if the Mets got to get swept, lose this series next weekend, oh, that, that's going to be a loss. Oh, you're loving this. You're just loving oh, this. You know, I, I listen. I want you to be happy. So, I, oh, I'm sure you do. I'm going to root for the Mets, but oh, it would make great. for a better podcast if you lost. You must have been. Yeah, I know you're having a good time, man. All us Mets Mets fans are happy you're in our corner. I can feel it from here. Yeah. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC Podcast. I'm Eric. He's Brian. Till the next time, Brian. Try and say goodbye. See ya.